0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me, and yet again it's Saturday morning and I'm recording a little bit last minute and I'm struggling to see how I'm going to get out of this cycle, but I'll explain that a little bit further on because my Fridays now have changed to not be quite as, I don't know, easy as they were before. Easy is the wrong word. Something's come into Friday that's made Friday a little bit more complicated, um, which means that getting down to doing this on a Friday evening is now not quite as easy as it was before, but we'll, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Let's start off with a bit of that twangy guitar, and see where that takes us. Monday. I'm going to start with an update to something I talked about uh, last week. And it comes on the back of the fact that I got a voicemail message. I missed a call uh, from... Christian Payne, and Christian uh, goes under the uh, title of Documentally for his uh, social media and for his output, and his content output, and you might remember Christian very kindly did an episode uh, of TFM uh, about two years ago. Uh, we had some audio that he'd recorded whilst he was away in Cornwall, uh, which was absolutely fantastic actually, and he dropped me a voicemail message after hearing the whole coffee conversation with regard to the pods and whether the pods were actually good for the planet or not. And made a very valid point, and I can't believe I didn't get to it, being the cynic that I am in things like that. Which was, he said, this is probably just a story that's been placed by someone like Nestle, who obviously have got a huge stake in the instant coffee market, just to, to, to put it out there that... Yes, in one breath, they're kind of going to pods and making pods look a little bit better. But actually, the killer sting in the tail at the end is that instant coffee is about the best thing you can probably have as, as far as the environment's concerned in terms of waste usage, you know, pound for bean, all that kind of thing. And of course, it was it was lovely to hear from him. Uh, and And I can't believe I hadn't thought about that particular part of it, that actually this wasn't Something that should be there to potentially change my behaviour, vis-a-vis um, coffee pods, but actually that it was just a, a very clever piece of lobbying. That's you know via a piece of research, and there might be a different end game there. Um, and that got me. That got me kind of going. Oh, how I how naive were you? How naive are you? Think taking this piece of research at, at face value and then of course that takes us to pretty much every other piece of research that we see and we take at face value which kind of kind of fills up you know the various newspapers the various bits of social media the various radio shows you know the various websites because they they do live or breathe on on that kind of stuff and of course you know all the time we're taking it on board and we're possibly changing behavior on the back of it Um, So you would be pleased to know I haven't bought a coffee machine uh, for pods. Uh, I am going to think about doing a bit more research before we go any further, though I am now slightly troubled by how um, intensively uh, the process for producing coffee is, um, which is, I mean, it's not going to get me to change, I don't think, yet. I don't think that's enough at this point in time. But I've had less coffee this week, though. Is that just a coincidence? Don't know. Tuesday. The focus has shifted from N- Nadim Zahawi to Demonic Raab, as it was always going to do. Um, the press obviously were very, um, very, very hot for Zahawi, and it was obvious why. And tax affairs, particularly with Conservative politicians, will always get this kind of response. Um, But as soon as that played out, and it was only ever going to play out the way that it played out, and of course with all of these things, for whatever reason with the Tories, they go on far too long – then, then we now move to Rob because that inquiry is taking, pl- you know, is is not taking place. It's 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 coming on at speed with regard to the allegations of bullying and with what's been drip fed to the media so far. And we don't know who's drip feeding it, and we don't know uh, how accurate it all is. But it's not looking very, very good. And the bit I can't kind of get my head round here is that these all seem to follow the same sort of pattern, and they follow the same sort of pattern. Uh, really over the course of this government, but certainly since Boris Johnson uh, came to power, which is there's an allegation against a minister. Then there's some form of sort of, not denial, but there's there's a kind of nothing to see here. Then uh, it takes hold a little bit more and there's some kind of very, very basic kind of, not even an apology because there's not an apology in any case, but there's some kind of basic uh, statement that says, well, this happened, it has been dealt with. Uh, and and we move on from here at which point the Prime Minister comes out and says nothing to see here I've I've you know I've accepted uh, the account that I've been given uh, and we move on from here and then of course the press doesn't let go because it doesn't smell right and then ultimately it all comes out and when it all comes out then you know that person inevitably has has to leave Um, and it's been a It's been a trend that's run for the last few years. And the the things I don't quite get, because it's going to be the same in the Raab case, is one, if this is the model that ministers are using, which is to give a little piece of information to try and make it all go away. Why? Because it's never, ever, ever worked, as far as I can tell, that... The press knows there's gossip around Westminster. People know that this isn't the whole deal. So people just carry on digging and digging and digging. It will always come out. And also, if you're Rishi Sunak, however much damage you think it might do you in the short term, would it be far better to just get rid of these situations now? You've got three possible situations when you came into you know into number 10 that we're going to be a problem for you so harvey was going to be one of them rob was going to be another and braverman's going to be the third i can't help thinking that braverman is going to come back under the spotlight at some point that could be the first year of his premiership defending these people and yet there's a very good chance if braverman does come round, it will follow exactly the same the same pattern so would you not think? And I know the Labour, the Labour argument is that he's not weak enough, or he's sorry, he's not strong enough. He's too weak to deal with these things, and that's possibly right. But ultimately, if this bleeds into the election results in May, the local election results, and there's a very good chance to suggest that it will, then there's a whole wing of the party that will just try and unsettle him and get him out anyway. Um, and and so from his his point of view, I don't I don't I don't quite get. You know why he's playing this game. Why did he play the game with Zahawi? Why has he played the game with Raab? Why is he playing it with the others? And of course, in all of this, in all of this mess, and it's why we really are ready for a change. You've got people like Liz Truss now thinking that she can make some form of comeback. It 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 kind of beggars belief. And I guess the problem for me is it's just the eight, the next eighteen months of this we've got to deal with before, as an electorate, we can do anything about it. <laughs> We need to get on to the topic of episode numbering, um, which has worried me. It's worried me since we went into, um, I guess, what is the fourth year um, of um, TFM. And the reason why it's worrying me is because my numbering's all wrong. Or rather, my numbering's not all wrong. I haven't quite worked out exactly how I'm going to deal with a, a particular situation. And it comes down to really to week numbers, um, and there's a there's obviously as you'd expect there's a standard for week numbering, um, and most week numbers um, start on either a Sunday or a Saturday, um, and or actually sorry no, start on a Monday and end on a Sunday. There are other versions that, that are used Sunday Saturday, but most week numbering starts on a Monday and ends on a on a Sunday. And the problem is that in 2020, um, we had 53 weeks in the year. So I started the podcast in 2020, and there were 53 weeks in that particular year. So if I want to use week numbers as the way of managing the pos- the podcast, then year one needs to have 53 episodes. Because if I want the equivalent Week in year two to be week one again. Stay with me; I'll explain it a bit more detail in a minute. Then I've got to I've I've got to accept the fact that because of obviously of, of of leap years and this and the other, or the way that the days fall, I'm going to get a year every once in a while with 53 um, weeks in it. In the same way that this this month there are. F- five TFM episodes that reference a week commencing with January because the beginning of January or, or this week's um, Monday was the 30th. So although four of the days this week have been in February, the episode is week commencing the 30th of January. And therefore I've got five episodes in, in January of this year that are, are January dates, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm confusing myself here, so I must be confusing you. So let's go back to the fact that the first episode of TFM fell week commencing January the 13th that was the first period of time i think i spoke about i need to check this but i think that's i'm got off memory now which would make it week 3 of 2020 and week 53 of 2020 was December the 28th okay so if i want to if i want to do tfm as week 1 then theoretically week 1 of TFM for 2021 should be the equivalent of week three. Does that make sense? Because that would be the point that I started. So I started in week three, which was my week one. So therefore, in 2021, I need to start in week three again. But that's week commencing January the 18th. Okay? So that means that actually, I need to make this thing work out, I need 53 episodes for the first year of TFM. Then I'm on week three again to start for um, 2021. And 2021 had 52 weeks in it. So therefore, week three of 2022 is the week commencing January the 17th. Okay? So therefore, week three of 2023 is week commencing January the 16th, if that makes sense. And 2023 has... 52 weeks again so the dates are going to come back but for that first season I have to amend it and push it right so I'm now going to have to rename all my episodes after a certain point because technically they work wrong now of course what throws all this as well is the episode I talked about earlier on which was the Christian episode the extra one I put down as a week number But it was released in the middle of a week and it wasn't actually uh, an episode proper. So I've now renamed that a bonus episode and I've taken it out of the week numbers as well. So in doing that, that's created an extra issue. Now, it's a pain to change week numbers on uh, podcast episodes. Only because when you change a week number and you click save, it takes you back right to the beginning of your episodes. There's no bulk way you can do it. So I'm going to have to sit down for probably a couple of hours, which I'll probably do today, and change all my episodes over, which means that I don't now know if when I said was the new series is actually the new series. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to check live in the moment and go back and remind myself. So let's have a look at at TFM. I'm looking at the Captivate platform as we speak, and I'm going to go back and see if I actually got it right on the weeks or not, or whether everything's got to change. So we reckoned going back to the um, to the week numbers for 2023 week three was um, January the 16th okay that was Monday January the 16th as far as uh, this this guide I've got this fantastic website called epoch converter I've got is telling me so I'll now go back to what I said was week one which was published on the 21st okay and if I go back it is actually week commencing the 16th so I'm actually right I'm actually right there somehow it's righted itself. That was, just for the sake of argument, that was the correct week to be week one. I've now got to go back and solve all the other bits because actually the, the numbers are somehow wrong in the mix. But moving forward, we now have a rule. Week three, according to the week numbers of any given year, will be the first episode of a new season of TFM. And I need to thank Shane as well, For putting a a comment down. To actually alert me to the fact that it was all over the place. So we've now got. We've got a plan now. And I hope. I'm sleeping better. uh, Since I worked it out. And I'm hoping this is some help to you as well. And that could possibly be one of the longest sections I've ever done. And it was on week numbers. Thursday. Certain things niggle me. And one of the things that's niggled me for a while. Is why is our energy so expensive. Um because we've been producing far more um, renewable energy and it makes up a far bigger proportion of uh, of what we use. Um, and obviously there's a huge issue with wholesale gas pricing, um, but everything else doesn't appear to have got particularly expensive, so why are we having an energy crisis? And I didn't know this, and I'm sure you all did know this, so this is me very, very late to the party on this one. But it's, it's, appears to be down to average costings. The fact that your energy is charged at an average of the production costs of all the various methods used, and I don't think it's proportionate. So we're still using gas um, to produce um, electricity, and, and largely we use that for peak periods as far as I can tell. And gas is obviously ridiculously, ridiculously expensive at the moment, and as we've talked about in the past we've no insulation against this because we've managed to, this This particular government thought it was a great idea to remove all our gas storage facilities uh, because why would you ever need them? Because uh, we've, we've just got so addicted to cheap gas that there's no reason to store gas in this country. Um, let's get rid of that cost. And of course in getting rid of that cost we've created ourselves a problem that Europe isn't facing because Europe at the start of the Ukraine war, started actually storing gas for the winter, which you know, who knew? I mean, literally, who knew? Anyway, ignore that for the for the minute. But because gas is so expensive, when we do go to produce ele- um, electric um, using gas, and obviously part of the fact is we're also quite addicted to gas in its in its raw form anyway. Um, you know, we we obviously using it for for heating and, and a lot of instances use it for cooking as well uh, and for fires. So gas is already a big, there's, there's a big part of the problem is that gas is just expensive. But then the second thing is the fact that electric is is down to this average. And this average is is, is very much uh, influenced by, um, well, it's, it's not an average, that's the point. It's very influenced by the most expensive way of producing um electric. And, and in the case of the UK, we've got a lot of gas-fired uh, electric production. And and so consequently, it's a double whammy. It's a double whammy in terms of the fact that obviously we use gas in the home quite a lot anyway. That's one problem. It's a triple whammy, actually. Secondly, we've no way of bulk buying at any point in time. So that's obviously a a, a second problem. And then a third problem is there's this, this, this way of getting to a cost of electric that is This seems to be disproportionately influenced by the fact that some of our electric production is is gas, Um, and again, it's just another one of those reasons why, when you look and you you look across Europe and you go that we we're being hit in a way that Europe isn't or doesn't seem to be being hit. Um, You know, our inflation costs are ridiculous, and so much of it is, is 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 down to energy. Um, and, and then you look across across the continent and go, well, why is he not hurting other people in the same way? And then you come back to short-term decision-making and then some kind of archaic way of producing a cost that probably works for 99% of the time but doesn't work in a situation like this where one of your raw materials absolutely spikes. Friday. As I mentioned last week, Friday has now become badminton night, and we had third night of badminton last night, and it was thoroughly enjoyable, um, but that obviously then kind of throws an extra thing into Friday, so if I could get back to recording on a Friday, which is my preferred my preferred route for doing it, it becomes slightly more challenging because we've thrown another thing into the to the mix. So I've kind of lost an hour and a half on a Friday night by the time you factored in getting ready, going, playing, coming back. That's an hour and a half that's that's gone. Um, the thing I guess I really want to talk about with badminton, and I know I mentioned it again last week, is I don't like getting old. I really don't like getting old. And the reason I don't like getting old is because badminton is now a week's worth of um, sort of, not exercise, but activity, because I still play the shots in the way I used to play the shots. So I've not adapted my badminton style to my age. So that's probably my fault. There's no probably about it. That is my fault. But I refuse, I refuse point blank to say that because I am 30 years older than I was, or 20, 32, 33 years older than I was when I last played seriously, that I need to change the way I play badminton. Uh, why should I? Why should I? I feel like I'm that same person, so why should I change? So I'm still, you know, attacking the shots in the same way. I'm still bending my back in the same way. I'm still using my shoulders in the same way. Um, it's it's all those shots that I learnt, I'm still playing. My body doesn't agree. And I now spend my week after playing, my arms literally don't go in the same directions that they should. Everything, when I try and put my arms backwards hurts. So I am not geared. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say stretching. You're going to say something like yoga. You're going to say increase your suppleness. It's all about core. You're absolutely right. I'm not disagreeing with any of it. Had I had the ability to do yoga or to do all that stretching and what have you, I would have done it years ago because it's the same reasons why my legs ache all the time from running and walking because I don't do the other things. I get it. I know what you're saying. You're right. I absolutely should do those things and it would probably stop it. But I haven't managed to do it so far. I don't see it being anywhere on my horizon. So I'm going to have to live with the fact that getting all these awful. And the, if I want to play badminton on Friday night, I'm gonna I'm gonna live with it for the rest of the week, which is exactly what I'm doing now. That plus the fact that my timing's just not where it used to be, and I'm getting a little bit frustrated. And it's mainly when I try and do a smash, I just keep I just keep hitting the rim of the racket. And and of course, I've I've played three weeks now. Why am I not back to exactly how I was? Thirty odd years ago, because I've played for three weeks, three weeks—surely three weeks is enough. What, what? As I say, I just—I'm not enjoying this, and I'm not enjoying the getting old side of it at all. Um He says, sighing, uh, which is what I'm—I'm I'm doing at this point in time. Because the other thing is, at the moment, I'm—I'm I'm holding my own against my teenage son, um, but it's not going to be long before I'm not, because his ability his shot ability is going to catch up very very quickly and then his stamina and his fitness level and his suppleness is just gonna just gonna be the killer and I'm gonna have that face that situation where I'm just gonna be walloped by my 15 year old uh out and I'm gonna try harder and when I try harder it's gonna be even worse and I know it's coming and I don't know what I'm gonna do about it when when it gets there um right I'm off to get myself ready to go for junior football. We've got an hour and a half before that needs to all, all go to plan. I'm not running today, so that's a that's a joy. I'm walking, uh, and I'll have a gentle walk later on. But uh, I hope you well. Uh, I hope you had a good week. Uh, stay safe, and I will talk to you about all of this, probably all of it, all again this time next week. <laughs>